Welcome to the Baby Wants Its Bottle podcast. My name's Martin Anton Smith, a New Zealand based creative, and this is my podcast. In this episode, I read a skit comedy I wrote about a year ago, when the UK Parliament was going through much parliamentary perturbations regarding the brokering of a Brexit deal in the wake of Parliament being unable to reach an accord after many attempts. It was put forward by Boris Johnson that Parliament be dissolved, in an effort to shake the minds of MPs and so result in a better outcome, a suitable deal everyone could live with. This sketch comedy is a fictitious account of a conversation between British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Queen, in private at Buckingham Palace. Queen, what a dreadful mess Parliament is. Boris, yes marm, I agree, and we can't let the fiasco of six months ago to reoccur, we need certainty and as such I ask we dissolve Parliament to allow that, i.e. to secure no deal and give us two months to get China and US as our new trade boys. Queen, yes I agree, we need certainty and the EU workers and locals are too uppity, we can't have them in my house and garden anymore, I'm worried I'll get dethroned. What would I do then? Be a barista or a gardener? Boris, well, this coffee is great, and the corgi design in the froth is lovely, and that tree you planted the other day on camera, was potted in wonderfully straight fashion. But yes no we can't have you dethroned and making coffees and planting shrubs, it can't happen. We must not risk mutiny of the people. We are not Captain Bly and this is not the bounty. Queen, I agree, I grant suspension of Parliament, this was my plan all along anyway, a manufactured crisis whereby the new solution sucks for them, but this phony crisis has paved the way for another 1000 years of power for me, and my cronies. And the people demand it, ah my grandmother would have been so proud of us. Boris, yes I agree, it's a great swindle isn't it? Soon half of the lazy Brits will be in NZ and Australia and we will have the second third world replace them, and we all know how dumb hard working and obedient slaves the new world worker arrivals are and if any issues China will buy our bonds then those fat yanks will buy our crap. Queen, yes it's a perfect plan, nothing can go wrong, a nice temporary depression, we will buy everything cheap and consolidate our power, or I mean my power. Ha 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 ha. Boris, right your marm, it's a pleasure to be your lackey, ah the people are so so stupid, just as well we agreed years ago to stop teaching history in school. Queen, yes that was my dad's idea, we can't have the people know about the dictators in the 1930s, else they'd know all our sneaky tricks. Boris, absolute genius marm, permit me to do a one-stand handstand while eating this cream bun with the other hand. Queen, permission granted. Boris, okay here we go. Crash noises and corgi yelps are heard, as Boris falls over, cream all over his face and lands on the queen's corgi, who was sitting on the two nearby Indian rug queen, oh you foolish boy, you flatten my dear Donald. How could you? Boris, I'm so sorry marm, he says deferringly and wiping his chin, by perhaps this is a great chance to learn about taxidermy. We should really try to preserve dead things that were once great. Queen, touche my boy. Now get that to the people to lie to their faces and tell them everything is in their interests. Boris, yes I'm on my way, sorry about Donald. Queen, oh that's quite alright, very minor given the circumstances and I appreciate the handstand anyway. Boris, It's not the first time I've squashed a little fury thing that growls at me while going a handstand and eating a cream bun. Queen, oh yes how is your young wife? Boris, she is young and foolish marm. She is the perfect citizen and wife for someone like me, a total scoundrel. Queen, ha 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 ha. Boris, ha ha ha. Queen, you really must go. Boris, yes marm, I'll see myself out, God save the queen. Queen, yet God will save me about 10 trillion dollars. Ha 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 ha. Boris, ha 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 ha. Queen, ha 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 ha. 
Boris, oh gosh we elites have a wonderful time don't we marm? We get to talk talk and float around wearing the best of everything, living in opulence, and we produce nothing of value, it's a total farce. When will the public wise up and turf us out? Surely it's gotta happen soon. Queen, well it might for you, but I've been on this throne 70 years and my family a thousand, we must be doing something right. Boris, that is true marm, I am but a porky worm, feasting on rotten eggs, living in a rubbish heap in a rich man's garden at the end of the day. Queen, well there's nothing wrong with British eggs sunny boy, count yourself a very lucky fat worm. Boris, oh of course marm. I am the luckiest fattest worm to have ever graced the opulent lodgings at 10 Downing Street. And that includes my hero Churchill. Queen, oh yes him, we was quite mad from 1940 on you know. Boris, yes and as such, so am I, for I model myself on Churchill circa 1940, that also means I am a crackpot. Queen, yes but Churchill earned his striven fought in the Boer War you know. Boris, really? My comic books never told that story. And look at me, I've never been to war, I've only eaten a boar. Wow that's actually a good rhyme to describe my prime ministership. He's never been to war but he's eaten many a boar. Queen, well that would be a good description. Boris, yes marm I'm a porky fool, but alas my giant ego and lack of real skills marked me out to be a politician at an early age, I wore a suit from age 10 and was very very hated by all and sundry. Queen, well you are well qualified to be a modern PM then, a total dope with a chip on his shoulder. Boris, what's that, did you say you have chips? I love chips, wavy ones, shoestring ones, hand-cut ones, and of course lots of salt and HP sauce, all wrapped up in newspaper full of articles about glorious glorious me. Queen, okay you've outstayed your welcome, I've put up with Philip for 70 years but 20 minutes with a buffoon like you is too much, now take your leave of your absence immediately and don't get your grubby little chocolatey hands on my big brass knobs. Boris, wouldn't dream of it marm, I wouldn't waste chocolate like that. I can lick them clean. Queen, out. 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 You overgrown prep school man boy. Boris, yes sir marm. Narrator, Boris scurries out the door leaving chocolate stains on the queen's big brass knobs, and leaving a trail of sweet wrappers in his trail, the queen lets out a very regal but dispirited sigh and wishes that Boris Johnson would be literally dissolved, along with the Brexit-addled parliament. The queen now ends with a soliloquy. Queen, he's gone finally. Of course, this Brexit fiasco was planned all along. You see, with 40 years of rampant free trade from the EU, we had long sold the English working class down the road, we had too. By the early 1970s this country and industry was at a standstill, unions had strangled the chances for capitalists to thrive and be profitable. We had to squash this uprising, and put the unions and the lazy overpaid working class back in its place. In fact we destroyed the unions, and we pushed the worker out the door and replaced him with cheap, reliable, efficient, non-unionized European Union workers. Joining the EU allowed the large capitalists to thrive, and the social structure of the English nation to continue. Of course this was working well until the great financial crisis, and its aftermath pushed the working and middle classes to critical despair, people were getting angry, rebellious. So I had two options A, let this discontent fester, and risk it spilling over into attacks on the remaining aristocratic and corporate elites, or B, find a way to take the steam out of the fiercely upset potential rebellion, the working and middle classes. Clearly B was the right option. So we put in place a charade in which the unwitting public would get swept up in. We would set in motion the false idea that the people would chose their destiny in a referendum to either leave the EU. Or remain in. Of course the referendum was time for when our internal polling showed a win for leave would undoubtedly occur. 
The reason we wanted a leave vote was that this act would make the masses feel their voices of dissatisfaction had been heard. From that point there could be years of televised toing and froing between the EU Parliament in Brussels and the UK Parliament. Of course this was all theatre, but it would further drain the emotions and most importantly the energy of anger off the public, and dissipate it into nothingness. At that point, with the public weary and on its knees, a sudden agreement of a deal would emerge. The deal would be sold as the fruit that would satisfy the masses' discontent, but was of course new more pro-capitalist and pro-aristocracy version of status quo that had emerged from 1973 when Britain joined the EU. Of course the final outcome had been arranged long before behind closed doors with the real power brokers, me and my aristocratic friends over Europe and of course corporate Europe. All in all it worked perfectly. I couldn't be happier, we have things better than ever, free reign to continue with cheap, reliable labor from all over Europe, and not a union in sight. The profits and tax revenues and production will continue to flow and a potential revolution squashed for at least a generation. A fine swindle, don't you think? And scene. Thank you for listening to the Baby Wants His Bottle Incorporated podcast, a creative project brought to you by Martin Anton Smith, a New Zealand-based creative.